Welcome to Talkin' Truth with comedian Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy, and Pastor Brian Clark. Today they welcome their guest, Pastor Nat Crawford. They'll be talking truth about the Bible and life and having a little fun. Speaking of funerals, I remember when uh, Jack LaLanne, remember <laughs> Jack LaLanne, yeah. the strong the man guy, yeah. Yeah. that passed away? This is how strong he was. At the funeral for Jack LaLanne, he carried his own casket. Wow, that's, that's a how that's a real strong. Yeah, right that's how strong he was. <laughs> now here's Dan. Hey everybody, good to talk to you. This is the podcast Talking Truth with your host Dan Whitney. That would be me, and a lot of people know me as Larry the Cable Guy. Thanks for being fans, coming to all my websites and all that kind of stuff. But this, this is a podcast we're doing called Talking Truth with my buddy Brian Clark, Pastor Brian Clark, who's very good at all things biblical, and I love his teachings. And uh, our special guest, Nat Crawford. And Nat always fills in when we can't get the big celebrities. <laughs> we go from Foxworthy to Jimmy Brewer to my wife and Nat Crawford. And then I don't know who we're going to Who, who could possibly Nat. be lower than me? Oh, I love Natty to death. Nat's a buddy we of mine. We love Nat. We do. I always kid around with Nat. But he's also very, very scholarly at the Bible. And I love hanging out and talking with them, learning but this is the podcast. We just want you to get familiar with Jesus, man. People are hurting. People need hope. And uh, Jesus can give you that hope. And we're talking about real Christianity, not the Christianity that you see from the fake TV preachers that are selling you miracle water and, you know, all the wealth preachers that say, oh, believe in Jesus and your car is going to get paid. No, this is actually biblical Christianity. Follow Jesus. All right. That's pretty much it. So anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Today it's on Unwavering Faith, and the title is Winners and Losers. What's going to happen? Brian's going to tell us a little story here, read us a little passage from Genesis 36, and then Nat and I will make comments on it. And I hope you get something out of it. Whoever's listening, I feel like I'm just like you all. You know, I I love Jesus, and I'm, and I'm just trying to learn more. Some of you may be searching, so I hope I ask the right questions, and we have a good conversation for you. All right, Brian, go ahead. I've talked long enough. All right. So many of us remember Super Bowl 51. And thank you, Brian. That's the end of the show. But we thank you for... <laughs> thank you for joining us. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That's all right. Many of us remember Super Bowl 51. The Atlanta Falcons were dominating the New England Patriots. At halftime, the Falcons were up 21-3. In the third quarter, they went up 28-3. Then the Patriots came to life in remarkable fashion and won the game in overtime 34-28. I think we all understand this. It doesn't really matter who's winning at halftime. What matters is who wins at the end of the game. I mean, we do understand this, don't we? If we were to ask the average person to list the 10 most successful people they know, who would they list and why would they list them? Would it be based on how much money they have, how nice their house is, how famous they are, or what they do for a living? I mean, these seem like really odd measurements to me. As a matter of fact, I would say those are the things that may give people the impression that someone is winning at halftime. But what about at the end of the game? 
Maybe our friend Jacob can help us see this more clearly as we take one final look at his story. Genesis 36 is one of those chapters in the Bible that most people would skip over because the information seems boring and irrelevant to us. I mean, I get that. But the writer is actually making a significant point that we don't want to miss. If you recall, Jacob and Esau are twins, but technically Esau was born first. This meant as the oldest, he received the birthright and would be the primary recipient of the inheritance. However, God chose Jacob, the secondborn, to be the son he would bless and the one through whom the promised seed would travel. So which is it going to be, Esau or Jacob? You might say Genesis 36 is a glimpse of the score at halftime, and clearly Esau is winning. Esau has grown his family into a powerful nation called the Edomites. They have wealth, power, and influence. Jacob, on the other hand, has 12 sons and really not a lot to show for himself. So which one is blessed? Well, I guess that all depends on what we think defines success. The text keeps reminding us that Esau was the father of the Edomites. Yes, Esau appears to be winning at halftime. But as readers, we know the Edomites become the enemy of the people of God, and in the end, the Edomites don't win. A prophet by the name of Obadiah would warn of God's judgment of the Edomites, and eventually they would be eliminated because of their rebellion and sin. But God would continue to bless Jacob and his family. A few hundred years later, God would introduce himself to Moses out of a burning bush as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now that's impressive. Ultimately, there would be one final clash between Esau and Jacob. As promised, the Messiah would come through the line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Of course, that would be Jesus, the Savior of the world. Jesus would eventually stand before a powerful king by the name of Herod, who was an Edomite. Yes, he was a descendant of Esau. Once again, it would seem Herod had all the wealth and power, and Jesus had nothing. But we know how the story ends. Jesus is the resurrected and exalted Savior of the world. And Herod died an ugly, painful death, having been disgraced and exiled from Rome. It's easy to get caught up in what matters today and lose sight of what ultimately matters. I mean, who really cares if you're winning at halftime? It's the end of the game that matters. What are you focused on today that will still matter a hundred years from now? Are you clear about what matters and what will fade away? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob all had to believe by faith that God would keep his promise. They saw what really matters with eyes of faith. I can't prove to you what will last forever or that Jesus wins in the end. I can only tell you that's what God clearly states in his word, and I choose to believe that God tells the truth. It is by faith I live for what will still matter a hundred years from now. So what about you? Let's bring in Dan and Nat. Let's talk about this. Guys, how do we make sure we don't get caught up in the value system of the world and end up living for the things that really, in the end, don't really matter? Well, you have to keep your eyes focused on Jesus, obviously, and stay in the Word. But, I mean, hey, I did get caught up in the value system of the world. I was out there doing stadiums and arenas and living on tour buses and Learjetting. And, you too? 
Yeah, me too. Wow. You believe that? And I got caught up in that. But at the end of the day, it just felt lonely. I was feeling more and more lonely because I was getting away from my creator. I was getting away from Jesus. And I knew who he was. I mean, my dad was a preacher. I'd been around him my whole life. And I just got caught up in those worldly things. And was it fun? Yeah. Was it enjoyable? Yeah, for a little bit. But at the end, like I said, at the end of the day, you go to bed at night and you're in a hotel room or you're in the back of the bus and everybody's gone. It had no meaning after a while. No meaning. And then when I rededicated my life and I started getting more serious about Jesus, boy, I started getting happy again. I started getting fulfilled. It, it, things were changing for me. You know, and I still did what I did, but it, it, it was different. Things were different. I was acting different, and I was treating people different. and Yeah, so it's hard not to get caught up in it. And the only thing I can say is if you don't want to get caught up in it, I'll, I'll tell you this, how many celebrities are unhappy? How many celebrities kill themselves? How many people that are rich with all the money in the world have pathetic, uh, messed-up lives? Because mm. they don't show those celebrities at night when there's nobody around and they're in their hotel room, mm. you know? But I know, I know a lot of people... I know a lot of people that scrape to get by, and, man, they are happy all the time, and they are loving life, and they, I mean, it's crazy how that works. But if you don't have your eyes focused on Jesus, you're going to get caught up in it. The more you stay engaged, the more that you focus on Christ and his things, the more that you don't get involved in the other things. Well, you're, you're still going to get involved in some things because you're a human being. I mean, look at Jacob. Look at his story. I think you're exactly right. One of the greatest challenges for everyone today is to understand where their value truly comes from. It really has nothing to do with your album sales, the car you drive, the brand of clothes you wear, all the things that the world tells you, this is what you need. This is what you need more of. This is the thing that's going to make you happy for today. <laughs> It'll never satisfy Wow. One of the passages that I have memorized and probably say to the point of my kids going nuts is Ephesians 2.10. You know, Ephesians 8 through 10, really, but it's, it's you're saved by grace through faith, not of yourself. You are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. It doesn't say if you have the biggest house. You are, you know, God's masterpiece if your title is this. As a follower of Christ, our value is completely found in our relationship with Jesus. I mean, it doesn't matter if I'm as famous as Jimmy Brewer or anyone else. Those things just don't matter. They don't. Our value— Well, they do for ratings. Well, that's true. But <laughs> in God's ratings, I'm still number one with the rest exactly. of you, right? Spiritually and speaking. And, and that's the whole point. That is the point. And, and I think the more we can come back, as you are saying, to truth— to God's word, and we're anchored in that. We're engaging in truth. Right. That's what helps us. Because you're never going to be able to measure up to the next guy. It, it, you never will. There will always be more. Absolutely. But if you find your value, or your peace, your hope, your contentment in your relationship with Jesus, that sets you free. So right now, feels like things are falling apart, stock markets unstable, there, there's no shortage of things to be fearful about, to keep people up at night. And I know people worry about a lot of that stuff. 
One of the things Patty and I have talked about is, so when we first got married and were first in ministry, we didn't hardly get paid anything, lived in a tiny little house. We had three girls in one bedroom stacked up on triple bunk beds and pretty much just survived month to month. And we were as happy as could be. Hmm. And one of the things we've talked about is if whatever happens, we had to live like that again, what is the problem? It's like we worry about all this stuff, like we can't live without all this stuff. It's like we were happy then, we'd be happy again. It's it's like you don't you don't have to have all this stuff no. in order to be happy. It, mm. it, ultimately, it's about a life with Jesus and living a life for the things that matter. And I think just thinking that through a little bit, we're, we're going to be fine. Mm. God's going to be faithful. We're going to get through this. I don't need any of that stuff to be happy. And so a lot of the things that we worry about and are fearful for is like, we as Christians are going to be okay. We we just have to remember that. Maybe that's why some people are allowed certain things. Some people aren't because they can handle it better. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's like the old Seinfeld episode where uh, Jerry took the first class seat. She took the <laughs> other seat. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, how come you get the first class seat? says, have you ever been in first class? She said, mm-hmm. no. He goes, then you don't know what it's like yeah. to not be in first yeah. class. So, <laughs> so yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, What's because some people some that? people can sit in the first class seat, and it doesn't matter. They can sit in the other seats. Yeah. Some people, once they get a taste of the first class seat, they can't go back to the other seat. Yeah. But there's some people that can do both. It doesn't matter to them. Yeah, that's true. There's right? people that have very little and wish their whole lives they had a lot because they think that would make them happy. Right. And there's people that have a lot and understand that's not what makes them happy. Hmm. So yeah. it's like it's a heart issue. It's not right. really how much you do or don't have. <clears throat> totally. I don't know if my thing had anything to do with that. I just want to get the Seinfeld reference. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll always good. take a Larry David reference. That's good. I bring to the table, and I think I've talked about this before, one thing I call a funeral perspective. So I, I don't know how many funerals I've done, but it's over 300. Right. And every time I do a funeral, I sit down with the family, and one of the questions I ask is, tell me what you want me to remember about your loved one. And that's a lot of funerals. And I've never had anybody say, make sure you talk about he made a lot of money. Make sure you talk about he had a big house. Right. Make sure you talk about a boat and all these cars. Even though for a percentage of these people, that is what they live for. Hmm. But there's something about in that moment, there's clarity, but it doesn't matter. It's like in that moment, we all know it doesn't matter. Mm, right. So it's like trying to capture that and then bring it into our normal everyday life and make sure we don't lose sight of what, what really matters when the story is said and done. Yeah, mm. you know, it's crazy. I was just watching a older movie from the early 60s last night. Everybody in there is dead. And I just got thinking, man, just back in those times— they were these big stars yeah. and people yeah. coddling them, and now they're dead. Yeah, what do they got to show for it? Yeah, right. They got nothing to show for yeah. it. And they're getting, and another ten years, those movies will probably even be forgotten. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so man, it's so important. It's so important to have that hope that Jesus gives us because we're moving on. There's something, something else after this. Make the right decision, you yeah. know, because it means nothing. The, the, yeah. All those things mean nothing. You know, if you think of it like a current in a river, there's no question which direction the current's going. Right. And as Christians, we're trying to swim against the current. So it does take a, a, 
a lot of effort to remain clear about what matters and doesn't matter right. and make sure we live for those things. Speaking of funerals, I remember when uh, Jack LaLanne, remember <laughs> the Jack LaLanne, yeah. Yeah. the strong the exercise man guy. Yeah. Yeah. that passed away? I read that this is how strong he was. At the funeral for Jack LaLanne, he carried his own casket. Wow, that's, that's strong. That's a real strong. Chuck Norris guy. Yeah. Right that's how strong he was. Yeah, that's really strong. <laughs> that's funny. That's all for today's episode and for this season of Talkin' Truth. But Dan, Ryan, and their guests will be back in January with Season 6, a new series for the new year called Black Sheep of the Family. It's a look at some of the scandalous yet important ancestors in Jesus's family. If they were part of his family, what does that mean for us? Find out when you join us in January. Until then, you can catch up on all of our episodes at TalkinTruth.com. That's talk, the letter N, truth.com. Visit us today. 